Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Talking about worst of first. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. AFC Jets 61% over the Browns. 17% Broncos, 14%. Guess who I voted for in that poll? I mean, you should have voted for the Jets. I did not. I voted for the Browns. Earlier on the show, three-time Super Bowl champion Mark Schlereth, University of Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian, Pro Football Hall of Famer Steve Hutchinson. Coming up, Giants General Manager Joe Shane. And now, it's Rich Eisen. That's correct. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Great chats last hour with the Steves. Sarkeesian of Texas football Hutchinson of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And then in hour number one, a, uh, a fun chat to uh, start our show with Mark Schlereth, um, three-time Super Bowl champ, um, on what Sean Payton had to say about Nathaniel Hackett. His two cents on that, the running backs. Oh, my God. He's like, he basically said a running back should get off the Zoom and get on the field and play because this is the collective bargaining agreement that they signed. He said he had zero sympathy for running backs right now uh, that, was that are not getting paid. Um, what they feel that they have earned. And one guy who I guess has taken his advice is Saquon Barkley, who is on the practice field. He is uh, out there. And the general manager of the New York Giants who, who signed Saquon Barkley to that um, franchise plus deal. Um, Joe Shane's going to be joining us in about 18 minutes time right here on the program. Uh, meanwhile, Jonathan Taylor, there was a deep dive or deep-ish dive on ESPN.com today talking about how uh, Jace, uh, Jonathan Taylor showed up at camp in an angrier mood than the Colts expected him to. And when they said they wanted him to show up a little early so they could take a look at his surgically repaired ankle, he kind of got rankled by that. And they were caught flat-footed. And it's like, hey, he's on a walk here. I don't understand when management like scratches their head and wonders like why in the world would an employee get upset <laughs> when they're on a, the last year of their contract and um, either feels that they're not getting paid or we haven't uh, signed them to a contract longer than this last year. We don't understand. I'll tell you what, you know, I, I understand what I do for a living and um you know, what I do for a living is I, I do, you know, contract by contract. I, I don't have a contract for life um, at NFL Network. I'd love to work there the rest of my career. But, you know, my contracts come up every now and then. And if I'm in the final year of a contract and we haven't talked and we're in, in the, I'm in an ornery mood. <laughs> I've uh, seen those firsthand. Have you seen that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not lying. Like, if, I wa- if I'm going to go into my final year and there hasn't been any conversation and it's just like, we'll get to it when we get to it. It's just like, at what point will that we get to it when we get to it come? Yeah. Like, can we, can we not, like, after all this time, you know, go into that final? I mean, this is the sort of mindset I do have. And, you know, so that was part of that uh, article on ESPN.com. I was kind of taking it like, so... They're they're like wondering why why is Jonathan so you know why is Jonathan a little bit different? <laughs> well, that's why. And then they invite him on the bus, and he wants a trade demand, and that suddenly becomes public. And man, and it's again like you heard Steve Sarkeesian talk about Bijan Robinson and how the question he asked him is the question that all the teams 
asked Sarkeesian. Again, Steve Sarkeesian said, these are the questions that I was asked by teams. So I asked this of B. John Robinson once himself. Like, are you for real? Like, because you're nice. You're engaging and engaged and great at what you do. Are you for real? And his answer's like, I am who I am. That's, yes, so I am for real. And all I could sit there and think during that story is like, well, three years, four years from now, he's going to be one pissed off hombre. (laughs) You know? Because if he balls out, I mean, Jonathan Taylor had almost 1,200 yards in his rookie season and then set the record uh, and and then uh, won the league's rushing title in year two. Last year was just a totally lost season for many reasons. One of them was his injury that occurred in October on his ankle that he needed to get cleaned up surgically. And now here he is in year four, wanting more than just one more year. And they're like, no, you're going to play. And your trade demand goes nowhere. By the way, I am seeing in that article as well that Jim Ursay said that the trade is not happening and he wants the trade and that there are teams that are interested in trading for him and it's not a completely out of the realm possibility from the front office of the Indianapolis Colts. If they trade Jonathan Taylor, then I I I have no idea what the hell is happening there. If this kid gets traded, because he is in the reality of the reality, you have to play for us this year at four million plus, which is less than what free agents are getting on the market who haven't had the rushing record on their resume at any point in time in their careers. And that stinks. I'm sorry, but you're playing or not at all. If they forfeit even that hardball position by trading him away, when they've got a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback who needs this guy as their best offensive player, with all due respect to Anthony Richardson, we'll see if he can unseat Jonathan Taylor's that, then I don't know what the hell's going on there. I don't think they're trading him on any planet, Earth, or fantasy, or what have you. Nope. So, I don't know what the answer is there, other than the fact that he's going to play. And when we see the Colts open up the season at home against the defending division champion Jaguars, they need Jonathan Taylor on that field. They need to keep Trevor Lawrence off the field. They need to put points on the board for their rookie quarterback that is facing a defense that is really sneaky good and might not be so damn sneaky anymore. So I don't think he's getting traded. Joe Shane, the general manager of the New York Giants, will be joining us shortly. I am going to be in Canton, Ohio tomorrow. Tomorrow night I've got the jacket dinner. Um, Susie Schuster will be here in this chair. I've got her best mom ever signed, ready to supplant my best dad ever signed. Amy Trask will be here in studio. Uh, I've already bought, apparently brought the uh, uh, ingredients for your mimosas tomorrow. Hey, hey, baby. Hey, that's what I'm hey, talking about. Thank I never you for Last night, Susie and I went to Oppenheimer. Okay. Great date night where we're watching, uh, you know. The creation of uh, weapons of mass destruction. Great date night. The kids in are advance still gone, of her right? birthday today. Uh, the kids are still gone. Yeah, yeah, it's nice two to have boys, two boys return this weekend. Nice to have four hours free to watch yeah, a movie. That's yeah. right. Sneak in a little Oppenheimer. But uh, so we went uh, shopping for the ingredients, and she grabs a second bottle of Prosecco. Says, usually they, th- we, you guys get into a second bottle. Is that true? Well, when Amy's here. Okay, got it. So. It's That's a little looser when Susie's here, Richie. Well, you're, I get it. Your ship is a little tighter. Susie gives us a little bit more free ride. Okay. I have a little more than Del Tufo, too. Okay, good. That's good enough. Good. Well, at any rate, we have. Uh, and then hour three, the logo is strolling in here. Oh, baby. <laughs> Jerry what? West. Wow. Susie doesn't mess around. I'm telling you what, she's a monster. That's uh, a scheduled appearance is in studio tomorrow. So Oppenheimer, thumbs up, thumbs down thumbs for, for Belichick. Two enthusiastic thumbs up. Okay. I mean, Christopher Nolan. If you're not first, you're lost. <laughs> he is just, uh, I mean, we were just, we just. No, it looks great. When it was over, we're like, how do you, how do you write that? How do you shoot that? Like written and directed by. Mm. Good God. Unbelievable. Spectacular. So you definitely recommend it. Highly, highly. Yeah, uh, so out. I won't be here tomorrow. Our Friday staple. What's more likely? Let's do it now. Hey. Hit it, please. What's more likely? Never say never, but never. All right, Christopher, what do you have over there? Hey, what's up, guys? Everybody good? What's hey. up, Chris? Hey, we got football tonight. Breaking news. Yes, sir. You gonna watch? You watching? Dude, 
Helen Mond. And it's Susie's birthday tonight. Michael what Wilson. better way to say, Suze, guess what? Let's check out a little Kellen Mond. <laughs> well, Susie's but in the she's, business. She's, She'll but she's doing, she's doing the show tomorrow, so I think we will be watching the Hall of Fame game. So I looked this up. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson entering his sixth year in the NFL. Yes, sir. He has led the Ravens in rushing four straight years. Mm-hmm. And in his rookie year, he was about 30 yards behind uh, Gus, uh, Gus Edwards. Mm-hmm. So what's more likely? Lamar throws for 4,000 yards for the first time or leads the Ravens in rushing for a fifth straight season? <sighs> I'll go 4,000 yards for the first time. I agree. That's what I'll go. You know what's also happening? Is J.K. Dobbins having a hold in that's or something like that? That's kind of what like prompted that? this uh, Ravens topic. Um, well, that's what Melvin Gordon's there now. I mean, I, I, I believe Odell's there for a reason, and they're going to use him. And he's a 1,000-yard receiver. And that's a 4,000-yard passer, more likely than, than Lamar leads the team in rushing again. That's what's more likely. As you know, that's one of the biggest mysteries of the season is what will the Ravens' offense look like? Yep. Lamar being pizzayed, Odell is there, his best receiver he's had since being in the pros. Come on now. So, what else over there, Chris? All right. Uh, we we saw Justin Fields. Oh, my God. We're going Oops, to the front. What was that? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I went to... When was Sam Spence, uh, you know, on the price? Whoa. Okay. What Whoa. else? Uh, Justin Fields in the Super Bowl. We loved him. He was delightful. Uh, but I've been really into these Jordan Love uh, camp videos yep. making the rounds. NFC North quarterback you trust more to make the leap this year, Jordan Love or Justin Fields? Oh, what a good question. Mm. Way to put me on the spot, Christopher. <sighs> I'll take Justin Fields. Okay. And the reason why is you use the word taking a leap. Leap. And what's what's Jordan Field, the Jordan Love leaping from? Well, his He's parents leaping. in the last row. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I mean, we, we've seen what Fields can do and what Fields has done and what's the leap going to look like. And we know. So he will take a leap. And I look forward to that. But Jordan Love... I'm kind of buying a little of the love. Hey, man. I, I, yeah, I, I, I'll I, just take Justin Fields in that regard. But do not discount Jordan Love having a great rapport with these young receivers and having them all in a way that they weren't last year because Rodgers was kind of at the end of the line there, at the end of his figurative rope. What else, Chris? We talked to both of these guys uh, recently. Like the cut of their jibs, I think we we would agree. Yes. Second year running back to break out in 2023. James Cook, Rashad White. Hmm. <sighs> I like that. I will go with Rashad White because I think there's going to be a lot more sharing of the football up in Buffalo. And I think Rashad White is perfectly placed for the moment. The only thing that is more perfectly placed than Rashad White is the garbage can right behind my right shoulder for whatever reason in the three foot by three foot spot that that garbage can can be placed behind me on our thoroughfare behind me. Love that guy. I cannot believe. I honestly, that. like Trash. They have to do it on purpose. Right? I'm being taunted. What else you got over there, You think there, our, our security dog from Twitter is barking right now? At I don't know thing? what's happening right now. Yes, the security dog on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> that dog's got your back. There I go. <laughs> just, just, just put the garbage can wherever you want, sir. What else you got over there, Chris? All right. Pass catcher, more likely to have the bigger bounce back year. Mm-hmm. Michael Thomas or Darren Waller? Oh, I'll go. I'll go oh. Darren Waller, pal. I'll go Darren Waller. Giants fans are going to love Darren Waller. Is he going to be on the field? He is going to be on the field. Well, I mean, I guess you could say that about both of these guys. That's kind of why I framed it this way. Darren Waller is exactly the type of player Giants fans love, are going to love. He catches the ball and he starts running past people. Giants fans love big pass-catching tight ends, man. So... Let's go. I'll take Darren Waller all day. Not just because Joe Shane's calling in in about six minutes' time, too. What else, Chris? All right. I, I hit this one yesterday, but it was kind of uh, off the cuff in the TV block. Let's just bring it back for the for the real segment. Uh, more likely to be the higher total for the Cowboys. Wins or Dak interceptions? I will go Dak interceptions. 
That's what I'll go. And that's not any... I, I think they're both in double digits, so how does that sound? Okay. But last year, what, what was the Cowboys' record last year? 12 and 5. And yeah, how many he, interceptions he did he throw? 15 picks. Okay, so. I forget how many. I, you know, I don't really think about last year so, too much. But that's what I'm saying, is last year, they had a dozen wins... And he had a ton of interceptions, so that'll happen again, and I think that'll be fine. That'll be fine. Uh, I'm, I'm not concerned. Less than nine this year. I am unconcerned, but just... Less than nine. Well, okay. That, what, wins or interceptions? Yeah, wins or picks? Which one? <laughs> you know which one I'm talking <laughs> okay. about. You kind of said it. Okay, uh, as we mentioned, game tonight, Browns, Jets. Get excited. What's more likely? We see more points combined tonight in the Hall of Fame game? Or Rodgers touchdowns this season? What's the higher total? Dude, is this like a, a gambling question dressed up? <laughs> like, are you asking me how many points are being scored tonight in the Hall of Fame game? Is you legitimately asking that? No, I'm asking you, what, what do you me? think is going to be the higher total? Points in I, the game tonight? I, first of or all, Rodgers touchdowns this year? I am hoping year. Rodgers throws 30 touchdowns this year, at least. Okay. Well, that would be the under tonight. So, so okay. I see so where you're all leading. I'm all saying right, is I'm saying. I'm giving you what I think Rogers' line of of you know, I, I hope he throws more than thirty touchdowns this year. That means he's healthy and he's throwing it around and it'll be a nice healthy number. But hey pal, like if you're asking me how many points are gonna be scored in tonight's Hall of Fame game and you are gonna use this potentially as are you betting on like all right? Are you betting on the Hall of Fame game tonight? <laughs> Rich, all I'm asking is, do you think, no, 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 think Rodgers is going to throw more than 33 am, touchdowns or less? I'm asking you a point-blank question. You're looking too deep in this. What, what question is this? Are you really going to take your money, yours and Sarah's money, your uh, Cage's money, your child's money, He's not really earning anything and place it on a, the first preseason game? I mean, I was thinking, we're, thinking we're, about we're it. Like, we're like a third-string quarterback versus a fourth-string quarterback is going to go down tonight. And guys who are definitely hoping to make a roster that yep. probably uh-huh. not going to make a roster, uh-huh. trying to prove their worth that they're practice squad worthy late in the fourth quarter could actually affect whether you earn money or lose money. You're really going to do that tonight. Rich, that's why it's called an addiction. So under? <laughs> <laughs> Rogers' touchdown total? I, I refuse to answer because I will not support this uh, addiction. You're out of your mind. <laughs> out of your mind. shining like a full moon. All right, last one. Uh, <laughs> what's more likely to happen first? Uh, Harbaugh wins a natty at Michigan or returns to the NFL? All right. He's, re- he's going to win a national championship and be quiet. Pipe down over there. Have a burger. He'll buy it for you. All right, and scene. Let's take a break. Joe Shane, the general manager of the New York football giants. He's like Coughlin. He's calling in five minutes early. He is a little Fantastic. early. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. I'm used to this. I remember the Coughlin years, man. Joe Shane coming up. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. And I should know, they kept my car on the road, and they do it with a smile on their face. They offer friendly service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. And that comes in... So welcome when your car needs to be put back together and they do it with a smile so you know you're being taken care of. They got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And guess what? You should not miss Power Torque Tools DIY days at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Power Torque hand tools come in with a lifetime guarantee. And right now, you can save big on Power Torque hand tools, power tools, jacks, and more. Get great deals on a wide range of power torque jacks and jack stands, including two-ton jack stands and up to three-and-a-half-ton floor jacks. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you find the right power torque tools for your next DIY project. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. 
Back here on our program, on our Roku channel feed, our radio audience will rejoin Roku. us in just a couple of minutes' time. Remember that story I told you about Tom Coughlin? When he went at an owner's meeting in Hawaii, it was the owner's meeting in Hawaii that said goodbye to Paul Tagliabue. It was Tagliabue's mm-hmm. finest one. And uh, final one, and I, uh, I got a spa treatment. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was about four hours before I had to be on the air. I'm like, screw it, I'm going to get a spa treatment. And I'm oh sitting God. there in a terry cloth robe. <laughs> Chilling. Yeah, next to the, 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 uh, the tiki tree or whatever, listening to the music. And, what you were know, you sipping on? Re- uh, nothing. Oh, really? Yeah, I had to work later. Reading, okay. just thumbing through a men's health magazine, you know, waiting for my treatment. And in walks Tom Coughlin in a terry cloth robe. And he goes, what time is it, Rich? I look up and I'm like, it's a quarter to. And he goes, I think my massage is supposed to start now. And I'm like, uh-oh. It's in trouble. It's the masseuse that has shown up five minutes early. And look who called in five minutes early. Or now I'm on time or a little late. The gentleman of the New York Giants. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm back in a time machine. <laughs> Joe Shane here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Joe? I'm great, guys. Thanks for having me. I was I wasn't sure if I was on or not. I was gonna start laughing when you started telling that story. That's <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> I the truth. I, I Joe, I looked around, I'm like, is there anybody here, you know, to confirm <laughs> to confirm this move? <laughs> It's just like, uh, and he got up, and he got up to go to the front desk to find out why <laughs> why his spa treatment yeah. didn't start five minutes early. That legitimately happened, yeah. man. That le- uh, that's awesome. That that's awesome. Le- yeah. How did you get your start? Who gave you your start in the NFL, Joe? So I did one. a. I went to DePaul University in Indiana at the Division three mm-hmm. uh, school and played ball there. And they had this program called the Winter Term, uh, where. Freshman year, you stay on campus. Sophomore, junior, senior year, you can do internships, study abroad, whatever it may be. So I did an internship during that three-week period Mm -hmm. with the Carolina Panthers in the ticket office. And the season was over. There wasn't a lot going on. It was a small department at the time. Yes, sir. And when I was getting ready to to leave after that three-week internship, they said, hey, you know, if if you're interested in being in football and you want to work training camp, we'll get you in touch with our operations assistant, uh, his name's Brandon Bean. Oh you know, boy, you want to do that? I huh. said, okay, so reached out to Brandon Bean, and uh, you know whatever that is. Twenty-two years later, we're still still great friends. So <laughs> that's uh, that's how it worked out. Then I went and did a summer summer uh, internship with him in operations, and then went back and finished my senior year of college, and then you know right out of college started with the Panthers as a scouting assistant. And then that's how you you know eventually wound up in Buffalo, assistant GM there, and now the the general manager of the New York Giants, Joe Shane here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, our radio audience has returned. So let me just jump into the, obviously, the, the story of the day. What is your relationship with Saquon Barkley right now, Joe? Yeah, relationship's good. Again, we uh, when we started negotiations, we actually – uh, started during the bye week, and you know, I brought him up to my office and just said, "Hey, you know, you've been in the league for five years. You really haven't been through this. This is the business part of it, and that's exactly what it is. This is business. None of it is personal, and you just have to understand um, this is something you haven't been through. And just always understand it's business and not personal. So, um, anytime we talk throughout the process over the nine and a half months, um, you know, I would remind him of that. Remember this, and he understood it. He's very mature. He's a great teammate." Uh, we're happy he's here. We have a good relationship. And again, we, we worked hard both sides, try to get something done. And we just couldn't, you know, find common ground in terms of a landing spot. And that's okay. You know, there's a lot of time deals don't get done, but our relationship's good. He's came in, he's been a pro. Uh, he wasn't this, here this spring, which is, you know, that's an optional time for the players. And he came in in outstanding shape and he looked very good out there. Well, I'm sure you're aware of the national conversation around running backs getting paid. You're just, you and uh, Saquon were just one general manager and terrific running back pairing uh, of many that seems to be at odds or in a standoff. And obviously your standoff is complete at the moment in time. But uh, what is your philosophy on paying running backs and the general sense of it in the NFL right now, Joe? Yeah. And Every team is different. You know, 31 other teams have their process. We, we have our process, and we came up with, you know, we, we, we did a lot of deals this offseason, and, and, you know, we're confident in, you know, our process and how we come up with, you know, player contracts and values. And, and 31 other teams have different ways they do it. And then you got the agencies, you know, the agents of the players. They, they have their process, and each agency is different, um, whether it's Rock Nation, CAA, Athletes First, whoever you're dealing with, they have their different process, how they come to uh, values on players. So, um you know, it's a diverse group of thought in terms of 
you know, values on certain players. And again, we, we went through the process with Saquon and, you know, again, I said at my press conference, we were at peace and um, we just couldn't come to common ground and, and bridge the gap in our differences. And, you know, I can't really speak on the rest of the league and, and what they're doing, but you know, again, I'm I'm confident in our process and you know how we come up with those comps. Okay, and just a couple more questions on this because obviously there's more going on with your team than just your running back, Joe Shane, GM here on the Rich Eisen Show. Just from my seat, and uh, I've said it, so I'll say it to you now that you're on the phone here with me. Is I don't I don't understand with somebody of his stature and his his good nature and everything that he does for the team, you know, if it's just a couple million dollars here and there, and I know it's not my money, and I know I'm not in charge of a cap. But I, I, I just don't understand what, what a couple of million dollars might, might mean. Was it, were you that close, Joe? In this? Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's funny you say a couple million dollars. We've, you know, I've been in this situation before where a player says that. What's a, what's a couple million dollars? You know, it means more to me than to the franchise. What's the, you know, you got this big cap number. And then, um, you know, say fast forward a month later, and there's a player that we'd like to sign that's $2 million, and we can't. So, you know, every dollar you give somebody, you can't give it to somebody else. And, and that's not, you know, that's not necessarily the case here, but um, you do have to operate under a salary cap. I've said it before. I wish we didn't, and you could pay everybody. That would be, that would be awesome. But uh, there's different rules that we have to operate under. And, you know, you're, you're, it's not just about one player. You're trying to build a team with, with 53 and, you know, trying to manage that the best way you can. And then just uh, with, with you and, and Saquon about moving forward here again, what we're, did you did you see when he was on a podcast? I guess uh, the week uh, in which uh, this all went down, it was recorded uh, days before, and he was wondering if uh, if he's just not show up and hold out, and it just seems so out of character for him. And I'm just wondering what you, as somebody who is in fact in the business deal, seeing how personal he's taking it, how you took that, Joe Shane. That podcast. yeah, that, that's a great question, and I I didn't watch I didn't watch the whole thing. I saw snippets of it. Um, from a couple of people, but really, it, you know, this has been a long process and it's, you know, a lot of people have their opinions on the running back market, Saquon, myself, the organization. And, you know, what I found was most helpful is just tune out the outside noise and we had to do what's best for the organization. And I have a, I have a talented staff, uh, personnel staff, football administration staff, and you know, just tune out the the outside noise. And, and that's why I didn't listen to the entire podcast because Again, these things can get emotional, you know, as long as they went on, and it's it's personal in terms of what he wants to, you know, in terms of how he wants to do what's best for his family, and you know, I understand that. So, um, you know, I didn't watch it, and I kind of tuned out a lot of the outside noise and the rumors on, you know, what was offered, what wasn't offered, because um, we knew the truth. You know, Saquon and I both went through it for the nine and a half months, and his representatives, and um, we knew what offers were out there. We knew. Um, where we moved to, we knew what, what they wanted. And, you know, again, just for me, it was tuning out the outside noise and sticking with, you know, my conviction. New York Giants general manager Joe Shane here on the Rich Eisen Show. And lost amongst this conversation is the fact that you acquired a big-time playmaking tight end in Darren Waller, who I love. I mean, his story is remarkable. And obviously what he can bring to this equation uh, when did you first realize that you could acquire Darren Waller, Joe? Walk me through that one. If yeah, you I um, it was probably early March. Um, had a talk with Dave Ziegler, the, the GM of of the Raiders, and we kind of talked through, you know, some guys that may be available. And you know, I asked about him, and he said, "Well, I might might listen." And um, we continued to communicate up until um, you know, the, the trade was consummated. But yeah, he was a guy that. You know, getting that position, he's, he's talented. He's he's almost a unicorn in terms of his size, his athleticism. You know, he, he would be a you know one of the best receivers on a lot of a lot of teams. Um, so yeah, good addition for us. He's been an outstanding uh, person, worker, you know, leader out there, and you know he's he's strung together some pretty good days here at, at camp so far. So, what is your expectation expectation level for him? Joe, the rest of uh, your staff oh, boy. there. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to put any – again, he's, he's still trying to pick up the offense and blend in with the group. So we're going, um, you know, day by day and still figuring out what his strengths are and how we want to utilize him. But, again, I expect him to be a, a big part of the offense, you know, however the coaches decided to utilize him. And, 
Um, again, he's, he's shown some really good flashes out there so far. So I'm excited to see him once we get into the regular season. And then uh, let's talk about um, the kids that you have on this team right now. Um, the one that just jumps off at the screen at you is uh, the kid Hyatt from Tennessee. What? How much do you think he's going to contribute in his first year there, Joe? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's had strung together. You know, he's another guy that the last three or four days has has really elevated his game. And again, these guys are young, specifically the rookies, and they have a lot to learn. Um, learn how to be pros, how we do things, our process, our culture. So he, he's done a good job. He's come a long way from the spring, and we we expect him to you know to continue to mature and and, and learn the plays and get in the playbook. So again, he, he's continued to do that since he returned over the summer. And, you know, I think as you know, we've seen the uh, returns on the field. So again, he's a, he's a vertical threat. You know, he can run routes, he can stretch the field. He's got excellent hands. And, you know, we've seen all that in practice this far. Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously this, this team um, is, is coming off of a playoff win. What did that mean? Do you think? Obviously you, you, your, your coach that you hired and Brian Dable, you go way back with it to, to Buffalo winning coach of the year and Daniel Jones um, winning a playoff game. How, how does that, in your estimation, affect wins and losses potentially this year, Joe? Yes, yeah, specifically for Dave's and I, just when you're trying to implement, you know, a new, new process and, you know, culture in terms of how you want to do things, how we want to practice, how we want to approach the game week, to see positive returns early on, you know, I think that was important to see, hey, okay, what we're doing here you know, these guys are stressing and then we can see the results and we're able to get off a fast, fast start because of that. And then, you know, fast forward to the playoff game, I think it was important for some of our younger players. I mean, just they haven't won a lot around here, you know, before um, last season. So I think it was important for those guys to play in big games, meaningful games in December, January. And I think moving forward, you know, if we're fortunate enough to be in that situation again, they've been there, they've experienced it, they've They've been on the road in a playoff game in a hostile environment, and they know what that looks like. And, you know, we've got several players that returned from last year's team, and if we're fortunate enough to be in that that position again, I think it'll play dividends. Okay. Uh, A couple more questions for Joe Shane, the GM of the New York Giants here. Give me your favorite Kayvon Thibodeau story when you were kicking the tires on him, thinking of drafting him, going through the evaluation process, maybe – Meeting with you and the staff there, you got a good one for for Thibodeau. Yeah, no, we we flew out there to uh, we were actually in the owners meetings. I was down and they were in uh, West Palm two years ago at the Breakers, and he was having his pro day. So, you know, I had to, I flew from there out to Eugene to work him out. And sometimes when we do this, we take players to dinner with a hey, you you pick the dinner, you set everything up, get the time, the reservation. You know, that's part of the interview process. Can can they do this stuff on their own? As simple as that sounds. And uh, he took us to a Korean barbecue place, which mm-hmm. I had never been to Korean barbecue before. So I thought okay. that was a of all the places in Eugene, Oregon, that that's where we decided to eat dinner. So, have you been? I have not. Uh, I have not been to Eugene. Um, that would have been an interesting choice, right there, for sure. Yeah. So they bring out like the raw meat. You cook it. Okay. Uh, you cook it yourself, right there, and you know, amongst the group. And yeah, it was it was a it was a fun experience. I think you you uh, you must learn a lot about a a player around a Korean barbecue cooking your own meat, you know, on a on a, on a rock there in Eugene, Oregon. I'd imagine, you know. Yeah, yeah, we did. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. He's quite the character. He's quite. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's a great kid. He's a great kid. He's got a big personality. I love him. Right, and then your favorite Dable story. Give me one of them too, Joe. Do me that favor, and I'll let you oh, go for God. the rest of the day here. A Brian Dable story that tells me something about him I might not know. How does that sound? Joe Shane, what do you got for me about <laughs> oh, Brian Dable? So many different directions here. Um, maybe not me? such a great. Uh, this is. A, I would just say Mondays after our victories, we as a staff, coaching and personnel, we find ourselves around six thirty, seven o'clock on Monday nights, down in the cafeteria, eating dinner and telling Dayball stories about him basically blacking out on the headset and. <laughs> Um, during the game time, whether it's ripping a player, ripping a staff member, he just goes off and he's, he's self-aware. So he'll, he'll sit down there and he'll laugh at himself the next day on some of the stuff that he says. I mean, that, that would be the ultimate. If you could, you could mic our staff and have a reality show on the sideline of some of the stuff that goes on in conversations and, and everything else, it would be, it'd be a good reality show or a good chance to mic those guys up. It'd be entertaining for I, sure. I think NFL films can accommodate you, Joe. You know, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, and he won't do that. 
That is, well, that's, <laughs> there's I, a reason. That's what there's your co-tenants are up to. Obviously, your 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 uh, yeah. your neighbors. Um, I, you know, I grew up in New York City. Um, uh, you know, a longtime New York sports guy, Joe, and it's rare to see the Jets kind of get more headlines than the Giants. Do you dig that? Do you like that? You're under the radar a little bit, even yeah, though you okay went to the playoffs. That. I'm okay with that. You are, yeah, huh? Like I said, like I said, yeah, we're just. We're worried about getting better each day and, mm-hmm. you know, taking care of ourselves and controlling what we can control. And that, that's what we're trying to do right now. And we'll continue to play under the radar and, you know, just keep building good days together. All right, Joe. I appreciate you taking the call and coming on here and chopping up, uh, you know, the, the conversation. I've been having a lot here. Um, there, and there are times I sat at the mic saying, I don't know what the Giants are doing. I really don't know what they're doing. So maybe I was some of the noise you were tuning out, Joe, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah well. Hopefully you're not saying that too much more. <laughs> okay. Thanks again, Joe. Appreciate it. Uh, good right, luck great. against the Cowboys right. week one, and we'll chat again soon. Thank you. All right. Thanks. You got it. That's Joe Shane, general manager of the New York football Giants. Kind of him not to say, uh, hey, yeah, I was tuning you out, which I never want to hear. <laughs> he knows the, the what we offered. They know what we offered. For nine months went on. The bye week of last year. Jeez. I'm sure Jonathan Taylor wouldn't have mind if we reached out to the bye week last year. <laughs> Stayed true to his conviction is what he said at the very end. They got him in, though. He's there. It's, he signed and in. Saquon made a smart decision. Yeah, he should have just sat out till this week, too. That would have been the same. Nah. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Bottom line is Saquon's there. Yeah. Josh Jacobs isn't. Jonathan Taylor is, but in body only. J.K. Dobbins is there, but not doing anything. I remember Dobbins last year when we saw him in Cleveland. And he sat down. He's talking about how, you know, that he, he hadn't gotten more than 15 carries in a game. And it was time to give him the ball and let him do his thing. Yeah. And, you know, he loved being there. He loved the team. He loved everything about it. But you could tell he was bristling about not being the guy. And then John Harbaugh came in, and we kind of mentioned that to him. And he's like, yeah, well, he's coming off a knee injury. Mm -hmm. And we love him. We know what he can do. But he doesn't really have that burst yet. And he was telling a story, I think, that Dobbins like, just give me a chance. I got that burst. And sure enough. Dobbins gets the ball in the game, and he is running free throughout the gate on Cleveland, and they caught him from behind. And I looked at Kirk during the commercial break, and he's just like, yep. And so reason why I tell that story is a very prideful guy. But you just the problem is in this market, in this world, this is the, why Schlereth is like, get off the Zoom and get on the field. Stop, you know, zooming with each other and talking about what the problem is and run and go for it. And their pushback would be, sounds good, but we got to do something about it because if we run well, if we do well, that's used against us because we're going to now have a diminished return, more likely than not. And so when you look at Dobbins, it's like, you're coming off of a knee injury. Same thing with Jonathan Terry. You're coming off of an ankle injury. And his pushback could be, well, you didn't treat it right. You didn't help me get back on the field right. I came back anyway. I got hurt again. So now it's time for you to pay me. And they're like, yeah, well, no. And Saquon reads the tea leaves. You know who was the first one to read the tea leaves first was Miles Sanders. When he left the Eagles and he's just like, well, they're not going to pay me six, seven million per I'm going to go get six, seven million per. What's more likely? Miles Sanders or Dalvin Cook makes more this year? Miles Sanders. Uh, Don't you think? Yeah. Don't you think? I think the more players wait, the less they're going to get. Just get in. Get in and get it. Yep. Like Josh Jacobs, sign your franchise tag and get there. That's. 10 million bucks guaranteed. Florio this year. keeps on pointing out, like, what would have happened? Like, they, they could still remove the tag from him and just say, you're a free agent. Bye. And pick up Zeke and go with Leonard Fournette. 
or go with guys. get both of them for for less than what they're going to pay you him. You could probably get Zeke and Fournette on one year, five million total, and Jacobs is a ten million tag, and you'd probably get the same amount that of production. The, that would be the hardest of hardball. Actually, that's not true. The hardest of hardball is telling Jonathan Taylor he's on the NFI. He's on the non-football injury list. Or just trading him. Well, again, that deep dive on ESPN says that that's not likely that they're going to do that. Yeah. A trade, though, is still out there, I think. Well, the hardest of hardball would be telling Taylor that even if he was gone tomorrow, the league would still go on. Could you imagine telling him that? Dude. Is <laughs> that I the mean, quote, Chris? If I died tomorrow. Yeah, the league goes, the league goes on. Well, the, the league, league is. On. I don't understand what that meant anyway, either. It's just like it Tom Brady is the greatest ever, right? Yes. Correct? I mean, you could say that. But when we first started NFL Network, <clears throat> excuse me, the idea was Jerry Rice or Jim Brown. Yep. More recent mm-hmm. or a little more old school. That's it. Those are your goats. Yep. I think we might have done our first ever top 100 all-time or whatever when we the, first uh, started, the, the, right? The first ever edition of the top 100 was the all-time team. Right. And, and then they started doing it year, year by year. But the all-time team, you're not the NFL 100 all-time team. It was another all-time. It might have been like the 90th or something anniversary of it. I don't know. All I know is that there was a countdown, and Jim Brown was one, and Jerry was two, and there was yep. a little bit of an argument and for that. Lawrence Sarah was three. Yeah, right. And yeah. now you throw Brady in that mix. No, Brady's one now. Okay. And mm-hmm. so um, the league is still going on without him. We get it. Yeah. We get it. Everybody retires. Yeah, but. And there's a preseason the next year. Exactly. <laughs> like it happens. Yeah, but what about paying me? You know, like, <laughs> it's like cool. What's that mean? You know. Right. In the meantime, while we're alive, let's just live. Let's live. Let's yeah. live a little. Can I have my own luxury bus? <laughs> Can I wet my beak? Let's little. Oh, let's live. Know? Let's live a little. And he's making four million this year, which is obviously a very nice salary. But he's sitting out there saying, you know. I think if he would have the Austin Eckler thing, he's looking at third gotten, string well, receivers. If he would have not gotten hurt and had a good year last year, he'd have a little more leverage, Jonathan Taylor. Well, what's the leverage? What is the le- that's that that's the point of it? The leverage is I'm durable. I'm here. Well, I produced no, but, three years in a row. Right, but the leverage actually is held by the management team that has one year left on him, no obligation to give him another contract now, and absolutely. His only other option is to not play and sit out. Like, they own your rights for your services. That's the way it goes. It doesn't work out well for backs It's to do so that. rare. I mean, it's so rare to, to you know, what Devontae Adams, right? That's the rarity. I'd like out. Oh, okay. Sure. We'll trade you, even though we're keeping Rodgers. You know, what's another one where it's just like, I want out. And they're like, okay, in the NFL, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, it's hard. It does not happen a lot. And so it, (laughs) that's the time. That's what the reality is right now. We'll take a break. Phone calls, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Brian Greasy has chimed in on the 49ers quarterback front. And it's on Trey Lance. That's next. This is the Rich Eisen Show on a Thursday. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. 
And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I do believe it was the first time that we met. I'm going to bring this up. It was in the city of Houston. That's right. It was the first ever Super Bowl the NFL Network had ever covered. But you and the entire Manning family strolled into the Gatorade suite. And who did you hear singing karaoke in the Gatorade suite that night? It was a beautiful voice. Would you say, like, voice. in terms of It was beautiful. like an angel bringing us in. Mm-hmm. And there, we walk in and we see, see Rich Eisen, mm. karaoke dominating <laughs> to basically by the way nobody else in the room right yeah, just solo just, you know you get a little practice wow. there was my me and my buddy there was nobody else what uh, what song Eli? uh that's a good question sinatra sinatra i forget which one it okay was. Like, you know, well i mean new yeah. york did you new have york, to ask or... yeah seriously it was me and my buddy and i remember we walked in and uh yeah we joined now, but we joined right in did you you did sing right you I guys believe. all did get on the mic i think we got up there you know we can't turn that down no i know and right. I, it was it, honestly I was, me I was obviously like pre-cell phone like pre i mean you had yes, cell phone right. but pre like you know one had a camera you no. don't worry about anybody filming yeah, so there's no video you, you get up and sing anything, you saw whatever. karaoke you sang you That's don't think it. about you don't think twice it was just the moment yeah That's the it. moment. you didn't have to memorialize it <laughs> it was me my buddy doug and then it was, I think, your entire family. Yeah, probably right? the whole crew, yeah. Your mom and your dad, um, you, yep. and, you and uh, Peyton and Cooper. And Cooper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and um, what do you have a go-to karaoke song, Eli, at all? It's changed over the years, obviously. Has it really? You can, yeah, okay. you kind of go with the times. So, you know, Footloose has always been one, you really? know, just because you can kind of dance with it. But mm-hmm. now, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough to do karaoke now. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of worried, you know, people are filming all the time. That's then true. they judge. And, you know, I get, I get judged <laughs> enough. I don't need to be judge <laughs> on, my, on my singing ability. That's, you know, that's, that's for fun. Yes. Uh, you know, it's, everybody's made it too serious. Fun stuff with Eli, future Hall of Famer, Eli Manning, right here on the show. Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Alex in Long Island, New York. Let's take your phone call. What's up, Alex? You there, Alex? Line two there. Yeah, you hear me? Hello. Yeah, what's up, Alex? Nothing much. Uh, first uh, time caller, long time listener. Oh, fun. Hey. There you go. Very good. Good to follow up uh, Eli Manning and uh, Papa Joe Shane. I uh, just wanted to basically say hello and um, hello. Want to see what? Yeah, wanted to see what you guys thought about the Giants. Uh, if you asked us last year, uh, I'd say we were kind of indifferent on Daniel yeah. Jones, but yeah, I course. think this year we are defending him. I love Darren Waller. Uh, the, uh, the Joe Shane has absolutely upgraded the weaponry. Uh, Jalen Hyatt is really good, man. Uh, um, you know, everybody's obviously sleeps on their wide receivers because they're not um, draftable. Many of them in fantasy, like nobody who's going to draft Isaiah Hodgins, exactly, or Darius exactly. Slayton, or Wandale Robinson, Sterling Shepard. You know, um, so it's really. I, I, I got it, but that kid Hyatt, you see him running, running off the screen. I mean, on these, yeah, he, on these, uh, he just he just burned our uh, our future uh, All Pro uh, safety in practice today. He was double covered and ran right by uh, him and Darnay Holmes. Look at you, pal. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I uh, they're a shrug emoji. I have no idea. They could be as good as yep. last year or or as um, you know troublesome as we thought they might be last year I, I don't I don't know but I do like their coach and obviously I love Saquon and he'll be running angry this year thanks for the call that's Alex in Long Island very Uncle Leo like hello hello, hello. just wanted to say hello. hello call back Alex I like people who just want to call and say hello say hi. That was hello. Nice. thank you very much there you go there you go okay I have been taking some uh, some uh, slings and arrows on the uh, on the old X machine what? Sorry. Twitter. Thank you. You're oh, welcome. Okay. <laughs> what, uh, what's going I, on for you? I have just been, you know, here, ear to the ground. I don't have an in, by the way, in the San Francisco front office. I mean, I know, <laughs> I know, I know John Lynch and I know Jed York. Kyle Shannon and I have spoken on very rare occasions, but I'm not, I'm not like having somebody say something in my ear and it comes out of my mouth just because I'm a mouthpiece or I'm just not that guy. 
But I, I, I hear that, and I see the snap counts, and I think that Brock Purdy, if you have a guy who's on a seventh round last draft pick in the draft contract who plays like a top-of-the-line first-rounder, you're going to start him. You're going to start him. So they're going to get Brock Purdy the run. And then you bring in Sam Donald. Why are you doing that? For Brock Purdy insurance or Trey Lance insurance? How many people have I asked that question to over the last several weeks and months? And the answer comes back, we don't know. There's only one guy who knows, and it's the guy who traded up for Trey Lance when he thought he was doing it for Mac Jones, and he had Jimmy Garoppolo, who apparently wanted Kirk Cousins all along anyway. So I was saying, if Lance is not getting, if Brandon Allen's getting reps that Lance should get, what, what does that mean? Like, I, I thought every rep is sacred for this guy. So I said, you know, is it possible if you're giving all these reps to Brandon Allen that Lance could be the odd man out? Albert Breer said no. And I'm out, like, getting released if you're not going to hold on to four quarterbacks. Right. Oh, my God. The pushback I got from Niners Nation, I do love the passionate fan base of Niners Nation. They're I just very love sensitive They're about very, the quarterback. Well, I mean, listen, I understand. They're very sensitive. They're just every, Everybody's sensitive. So I was like, is it possible Trey Lance loses his gig entirely and pops free? Breer said, that's unlikely. Brian Greasy's the quarterback's coach and had this to say about Trey Lance and how he is faring in training camp. It goes back to him starting to get healthy and now being healthy. It gives him a platform with which to, to find his natural rhythm, to find his natural motion, um, and to throw the ball like he did in college. Um, and so I'm, I'm really happy that he's at that point where he's healthy enough to do that. And he's now put in work on top of that um, with his motion to give himself a chance to be more accurate. So um, he looks a lot better. There's no question. And I'm excited about that. Um, And I'm excited about him getting into some of these preseason games and having the positive reinforcement that he can build confidence and continue to do that going forward. Okay. He's a lot better and he's healthier than before. Preseason games, man. They're going to really matter for him. Health is the He's, most important thing, I think, when it comes down to him. We just haven't yeah. seen him play a lot of football. But when's he going to get in, right? Because everyone's going to get in, don't you think? Don't you I think Purdy's got us? I think Brock Purdy's not going to play a At lot. all, huh? Why would you? Why risk him re-injuring the arm? Because he's got to get in and fit. Like, well, the first, the first action he's going to see since playing a, a one-armed second half in the NFC Championship game is against the Pittsburgh Steelers and T.J. Watt. That's the first time he's going to break a, a game sweat, really. If you know that he's... I don't know about that. If you know that he's your guy anyway. So put him, in for, put him in for a series and get him the hell out, if that's what you're concerned about. And then see what Trey Lance can do, Darnold can do, and if you really do love Brandon Allen, then see it there. Well, who goes in first? A Darnold These are or all Trey questions. Lance? These are all questions for the coach. They're coming up. But I just wanted to have this say here because I'm getting, you know, taken to task for my terrible take that Trey Lance might get released. And crazier things have happened, like Jimmy Garoppolo going from fifth stringer to not needing a playbook to please stay with us. That was last year's about face. Just never know. Crazy things have happened. That's all I'm saying. That's it for this show. Suze will be here. I'll be in Canton. Tomorrow, Amy Trask in studio, Jerry West in studio with Susie Schuster. We'll be back on Roku to finish this show up in a moment.